Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Engine Builder Show. On today's episode, Gabe will be talking about how you know when to fire a bad client and find a better one. If you want to learn more about this, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good morning, everybody. There was always a time to learn. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Hope you're doing well. And if you're tuning in live, definitely uh, drop a comment down below and say hello. Um, I always love to to see who's who's showing up. And you can always ask any questions that you have in the comments. You can message me anywhere on social media, um, or you can go to businessmarketingengine.com and and send in your questions there. Um, and I'll be glad to to answer them on the show or reply back to you, um, you know, directly as well. So. Just like Jethro said, we're talking about how to know when it's time to fire a bad client and go find a new one. And I think that this is something that I, I know for me to, has taken taken some time and taken a couple, you know, a few years to understand that one, the clients are not always right, and and two, um, you shouldn't you shouldn't keep working with with bad clients, things that, folks that are not a good fit for you because it just it ruins things on all sides. Um, and so I want to talk through a little bit of that today. Um, share a couple examples of things that I've been through, and hopefully this will help you be intentional and you know and conscious of who you're choosing to work with, and also help you think through when it's time to wrap up a relationship and and move on. And so the first thing to really think about um, as you think about which clients are are the right ones and which ones are not the right fit for you is to really just remember that you should be treating your clients like partners because they really are partners in your business. Great clients help you learn and grow. They help you grow your business. They help you uh, pay yourself and your team members. <laughs> you are not the inspiration, Edwin. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and uh, Edwin is a great client of mine, which I'm really grateful for. But um, and it's it's because just like I was just saying, like he's somebody that I've partnered with and we we collaborate, we talk through things. He's really reasonable in you know what he asked for, um, and I'm going to talk about some things that I've experienced with clients that I've fired because they just they don't treat it like a partnership. Um, there's in some spaces there's kind of like an old school mentality of you know you get everything you can out of your vendor, make sure you squeeze every bit of you know value and result out of them. But when you do that, you're not creating as as if you're the client, you're not really creating a sustainable long term partnership. Um, and it's really important to, to remember that you need to partner with your clients and they need to be good partners. And we, I think we talked about that yesterday about, um, you know, on, on episode 84, where we talked about, you know, how to find good partners and work with them. Clients are the same thing. If you find a good client you can partner with and you can create value for them and they create value for you, then it's going to work out well. If you're not feeling like it's this positive partnership with the clients that you're working with, then you might be working with the wrong clients and you need to think about firing the worst of them um, and, and moving on to finding better clients. The second thing that I would encourage you to just be really strong on is don't tolerate disrespect or abuse at any level. Um, there have been times in the past where I've had, you know, clients, you know, be really disrespectful and rude to me or a team member. And I will wrap up the project and say, you know, you're not a good fit for us anymore. That's not the kind of behavior we tolerate. And so uh, we're wrapping everything up. So often I re refund them some or all of what they 
paid because I want no no connection to somebody that's going to treat me or my team like that. Um, and so that's just not something that you should allow. You should hold you know hold up your standards and hold the high standards. And as an example, um, this week I had somebody who had initially signed a contract with us, and they made the commitment. They said, "I'm going to pay you." You know, by the end of February, which as when I'm, you know, putting the show together, there are there's today and Monday, which are the two business days left in February. And so I reached out and said, hey, I know you signed off on this. Just want to follow up and check in. You said you were going to pay by end of the month. I'm scheduling our work into March. And so I want to know, you know, where things stand with the payment because we don't we don't start work until we have a deposit. It's just part of our process. This individual wrote back and said, you asking about payment is really inappropriate. It's disrespectful to do that. I don't appreciate being harassed, asked about uh, being asked about a payment. So that was right there. That showed me that okay, this is a good time to wrap it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna fire this client. I I would never put my team in contact with somebody like that um, to do the work when they can't just follow through on their own commitments because they had already you know communicated to me in writing and said I'm gonna pay this by the end of the month. And so following up on commitments is a part of a partnership. If um if I'm partnered, you know. With Jethro on a project, and if he was a client of mine, you know, then I would follow up and ask him and say, you know, Jethro, you said you were going to give me some of this information by the end of the week. I'm just checking back because it's part of what I need to move forward. And when you, you know, when you have a client that starts to back talk to you about basic accountability and transparency inside of a project, absolutely a red flag, um, not a, not a good idea. And so, don't tolerate immature behavior, don't tolerate disrespect, don't tolerate any kind of abuse because that is going to set the tone for the relationship. And I have said this for years and will continue to say it until I die, but we train people how to treat us. Think about that for a minute. We train people how to treat us. And so if you are training somebody and allowing them to treat you poorly and be disrespectful, then you know that's what's going to ultimately be, that's going to create the the rest of the relationship. So if I if I were to tolerate the behavior that this individual was, you know, um, displaying, then I would be saying to them unconsciously and you know and endorsing to them and saying, you know what, when you work with us, you can talk to my project managers like that. You can be disrespectful. You cannot follow through on commitments. You can get all wound up and react when somebody asks you about a commitment you made. I will never train somebody to treat me that way. Um, that's just not going to be my life. And so don't tolerate any kind of abuse, any kind of a disrespect. And just remember that you train everybody in your life, especially your clients too, you train them how to treat you. So make sure you're being intentional about what you allow, what you promote and have clear standards. Um, that's going to help you make decisions. It was really easy for me um, to cancel the contract and let the client know that we, you know, we're not a good fit for you and you know, wish you the best and you can move on. I was very respectful in closing the contract and moving forward. Um, but it was really easy for me to do that because at Business Marketing Engine, we live by our guiding principles. And one of our guiding principles says, um, you know, we believe in effective and timely communication. And so I was reaching out and having effective, you know, attempting to have effective communication. This this now, you know, ex-client decided that that was not how they were going to behave, react. I said, cool, like, well, if you're not going to align with our guiding principles, well, that's okay, but you're just clearly not a fit. So having guiding principles, having clear values that you've written out about how you act, how you behave, the choices that you make and the values you have, that will allow you to really be, um, you know, clear on what kind of behavior you're going to tolerate and what, you know, what you're not going to tolerate. So that's the second thing. 
Um, the third thing that this will really help you clarify if you're working with the right clients as well is make sure that you get paid enough um, because you can't actually produce value and help uh, you know a client that's a cheapskate or penny pincher or just you know is always beating you up on price. And it's really important to be aware of this because uh, there's uh, I'll share a study and then I'll share an example of a, a young entrepreneur that I was mentoring a couple couple months ago through a, a similar situation. But there is this study has been done in various forms multiple times over the years. But there was a study where they brought a bunch of people, a bunch of wine, um, you know, wine enthusiasts into a room. They had three bottles. One was labeled that it was a ten dollar bottle. One was labeled as a fifty dollar bottle and one was labeled a three hundred dollar bottle. So they did the taste testing and everybody agreed that the three hundred dollar bottle tastes the best. The fifty dollar bottle tasted pretty good and the ten dollar bottle didn't taste very good. Um, and so then when they were all done, they spun the bottles around because they didn't show them what the label was. They just told them the price tag. They were all the exact same bottle. But there was actually, you know, these these folks that were in the study clearly described that they had a better taste and a better experience with $300 bottle. And they did. That wasn't made up. It wasn't magic. It wasn't like something they fooled themselves in. They actually had a better experience and experienced more value because the price tag said it was more valuable. And so if you want to provide a great experience for your clients, you need to show up as valuable. You have to show up at the right price point. You have to make sure that you're not the cheapest thing out there, um, especially when you're getting into the ongoing part of the relationship with your client. There's absolutely times to offer like something really low cost just to get somebody into your world. Um, marketing, you know, we often call those tripwire or, you know, lead magnets. And that's just a way of, you know, you sell something for 10 bucks or 20 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever the number is. That's just to get somebody into your world. But when they want to get your premium, you know, package or service, when they want to work with you personally, especially, make sure that you are actually, you know, charging what you're worth. Because if you don't charge enough, you are screwing your customer <laughs> because you can't give them the real and perceived value if you put the $10 label on your on you as the bottle of wine instead of the $300 bottle. Um, and so just be aware that you are you are creating the perception and creating the value simply inside of the frame of how much they pay. And then obviously you you need to deliver and be great at delivery and be excellent in the work that you give. But if you build something, you know, and charge five hundred dollars for it or you build something and charge ten thousand dollars for it, the client that pays you ten thousand dollars is going to have a better experience. Assuming the actual quality of the work is the same, they're going to have a better experience and get better results because they're investing so much in themselves and in their business. And so, make sure you get paid what you're worth. That's really important. I was talking to a young entrepreneur a couple of months ago. He came to me and said, "Hey, you know, I've got this situation with a client. Something didn't go great with their advertising campaign, and there's this overcharge that happened. Of I think it was a thousand dollars that happened on one of their ad platforms." Um, and I said, well, I said, well, how much is the client paying you? And I forget what the number was that the client was paying them, but, but we basically broke it down to where this, this young entrepreneur that I was, you know, mentoring in that season figured out that they were only making like $15 an hour. I'm like, well, you can go make $15 an hour at Walmart, at least around here. Right. Um, and I said, if that's where it's at, then man, I, I don't think you're going to be able to create any value for this client because they're not paying you enough. They're asking for a ton of work. They're demanding. They're been a little bit disrespectful to your team. They're all these bad signs. And I said, so I would encourage you to fire the client. And I, and I said um, something that a, a mentor of mine said to me is anytime you fire a client, 
it immediately energetically opens up space so that you can then have great clients fill that gap in that void. So as entrepreneurs, sometimes we have this scarcity mindset or this fear that if I fire this bad client, I'm not going to have anybody to work with. And then, you know, some money is better than no money and some money is not better than no money. You're actually just holding yourself down and holding yourself in a, a negative position. And so when you're experiencing, you know, um, any of these things, you know, it's important to just take, be courageous and move forward and, and fire the client. And that will open you up to be able to have really great clients come work with you because the energy that you put out into the universe, how you respect yourself, how you show up is what you attract. And so if you're allowing abuse and disrespect, um, if you're not having clients that, you know, if, if the client relationship that you have right now are not partnerships, um, if you're not getting paid enough, you're just going to stay in that stuck state and you're going to keep attracting those. But if you're courageous and you fire the worst of your, your bad clients, because all of us have been in seasons where we have clients we should not be working with. When you fire the worst of your clients, you open up this space to, to bring in new positive clients. You stand in your value. You end up just putting yourself in an energetic state that attracts the kind of folks that you should be working with. So I would encourage you just to really take a good hard look at who you're working with, who you're attracting and ask yourself, um, you know, is this really a partnership? Is this a positive experience on both sides? And am I effectively training this other person to treat me well and to treat me in a way that's, you know, going to help me grow the business? Um, and then, you know, am I getting paid enough? Am I really making an effective hourly wage that makes it worth all this time and effort, all this risk to be an entrepreneur? And if you're not, then be courageous, you know, sit down, do an analysis and at least drop you know, the worst 20% if you have a lot of bad clients, or maybe there's just one bad client that you shouldn't be working with anymore. Be courageous, be kind and respectful, let them know it's not a fit anymore, encourage them to go find somebody else, wish them the best and wrap that wrap that opportunity up because it's going to open up bigger opportunities for you in the future. So hope that's useful for you. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend and I look forward to seeing you on Monday.